first seven years is really about play and they're learning through play. And that's a, a thing that so many adults don't recognize when children are playing, they're learning, they're doing science, they're, you know, all of these things are happening. They're curious, they're, and they're building. I have Melinda Casey with me. She is a teacher at a Waldorf preschool. She has children and she's also a parenting coach. Melinda, welcome in. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and to share some things from my life and hear about you, Danny. I loved listening to you and Demi. It was amazing. What a wonderful, that podcast was just, that episode was really profound. I'm just so thankful to like have be in contact with you, um, especially after talking to Demi with some of the things that she said. It's just kind of cool how we serendipitously met through this person. And I just have to know, what is a Waldorf school? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't know about a Waldorf school until, honestly, my son was about preschool age and I was starting to look for schools for him. And I really wanted him to be in a place where he felt love and warmth. And I wasn't really finding that in the mainstream. And so... Um, I stumbled upon a Waldorf school and I went and visited and I was just like, what? This is amazing. I, I just felt like when you walked in, you could feel the warmth and, and love in the place. And I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And at the time we were in Boulder, Colorado, and I visited the Boulder Waldorf kindergarten. And I was just so blown away by what they were doing there. They were the way the teachers approach the children is not, it's all from a place of love and warmth and it's never like shaming or um, loud. You know, I've heard teachers out yelling at kids to line up. We don't do that. You know, it's a very different approach and I fell in love with it. And so we kind of just started our journey there and we ended up moving back to Minneapolis, Minnesota and my um, kids got into the city of Lakes Waldorf school. And every time I would drop my children off at school, I was like, I don't want to leave. And so that's kind of where my journey began of going into teaching. It's amazing because children really do create these paths for us in some ways, you know, if you are willing to take the chance and the risk and just like your podcast, right? Like you talk a lot about parenting and, and, and so that is something that your children have brought for you. It's amazing. Oh, my child. Like I know for a fact, my children have been my greatest teachers yeah. hands down. I think my daughter would do great in regular school. Fantastic. Yeah. But my son, like, I feel like, um, doesn't care about necessarily the traditional ABCs, one, two, threes. And I don't think that he's not that he will never care. Um, but we'll just like, yeah, I think that there's some other skills, some other things that if he, he would love to grasp now. Um, right. And so I love what you're saying about that loving approach. So many children are like that, Danny. Um, and so in the Waldorf school, the first seven years is really about play and they're learning through play. And that's a, a thing that so many adults don't recognize 
when children are playing, they're learning, they're doing science, they're, you know, all of these things are happening, they're curious, they're, and they're building, right? And these are all learning things, they're learning. Um, I think our idea of learning is so, in society anyways, the traditional idea of learning is like ABCs and reading, but that's not the only way to learn. And, and so that's what the school, um, the early childhood is a play-based um, program. And so for the first seven years, they're in play and, they're, and, and then they go into the classroom at, in first grade and they're ready to sit at a desk because they've had that time to move their bodies, to play, to be in their world and now they're ready, right? So um, I should make sure that's that's really the big thing in Waldorf education is is that first seven years of play and then they go into academics. So, and the thing about children is, you know, we're, we're forcing them to read and all these things, but they'll get there. I mean, I think I remember when I was a child, I think I didn't really learn to read until I was maybe in second or third grade, you know? And that it's just become earlier and earlier, this expectation, and there's really no need for it. So I want to say that. Um, and yeah, how I kind of moved into, I was in the corporate world for a while. Um, I was actually working for AT&T in their finance department, which was just not fun. It was in Minneapolis and I, um, I heard of an opportunity that a, they were opening a toddler program at the city of Lakes Waldorf school. And I thought that's my ch chance to, to get in. Um, cause who's, who's crazy enough to work with 14 toddlers in a classroom. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I ended up getting the position and that's where my journey really began. And wow, if you can work with 14 toddlers in a classroom, you can do anything. <laughs> Yeah, no, hundred percent. I got two, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, like you know, the amount of patience I was taught, and just this uh, loving care of the children too is like, wow. There's a way to have to be with children that is respectful and um, loving and warm, and it happens from the time they're little. You know, they're, it's from the time they're born we can have this kind of relationship with our children. When can a kid get into a Waldorf school? Preschools, they're play-based. And so our curriculum is, we do a lot of singing, we do circles. You know, my last year, I had a lovely assistant who also spoke Spanish. Singing is the best way for them to learn a language like that, a new language. And so we'd bring in Spanish songs and, <laughs> It'd be so cute hearing them repeat it and maybe get it wrong, right? Yeah. Like, it was so sweet. Um, and yeah, so they can start school depending on what the, what, so like at City of Lakes, we had a toddler program. We started children at 18 months. So. Uh, okay. Okay. It's yeah. early. Wow. That is a different experience of those early developmental years right wow. yeah keep going yeah great story keep going yeah and so um yeah so I got in I was an assistant teacher when I first started and um I got to 
head out to Seattle for some training in the summer. And that just like really opened my eyes to so much more. And I ended up taking in going into the lead position because the lead teacher ended up um, going and um, creating her flower business. She was working with flowers. And, and so I got to step into a lead role and then COVID came in 2020 and that was really hard, right? We had to all kind of go, we had to stop, we had to shut down. And, and then the little babies were at home with their parents who just didn't, you know, they had this place they could take them to and now they didn't. And so I was hoping, I was trying to do my best through Zoom, through just calls and and so a lot of my parent work started at that time, right? I, even though parent work is always part of it, but it was really bolstered in that time of trying to support families that just had to work and have these children at home at that time. Yeah. And then uh, we ended up moving to Salt Lake City, Utah in October of 2020. And I, as I was, as we were moving, I, of course was looking for a Waldorf school and stumbled upon Wasatch Waldorf, which is a, it's actually a public charter school. And so that, what that means is it's a free Waldorf school. And that just, um, was amazing, right? Like to be serving children, all different kinds of children. And that's really the goal of this education too, is to be serving of all children. And um, so I was, I got a job in the preschool. I started out as a sub and then eventually got into a preschool position. Um, one of the profound things about this school is they have what's called the Lotus program. And um, it's a program for children of differing needs. So a lot of Waldorf, private Waldorf schools can't um, support children of differing abilities. And I think that's a bit of the downfall sometimes of a private school. They just don't have the funds. Mm -hmm. And the public school here, they have the Lotus program. And why this is near and dear to my heart is my son, who's 11, is um, a child who is considered special needs. Um, he was diagnosed with epilepsy at the age of five. And he has a pretty severe intellectual impairment. And so he's going into fifth grade and he's in probably at a first grade reading level right now, but he is amazing in so many other ways. And that's the beauty of this education. It, it recognizes that children bring so many different things and so, so many different strengths and it builds on the strengths that that child might have. So, and he's a really good artist. So he loves to draw. And this past year, they created, um, he was allowed to make a comic book as part of a reading book that he got to read from. And so it, it came from him and another friend and they, his teacher actually went to like, you know, make copies and color copies. And so for him, it was like a published book and it was just amazing. He got so excited to read it, right? Because it was from him himself. So, yeah. That is, <laughs> I got the biggest smile on my face right now because this is what I believe we as 
um, human beings, the direction we need to move in with our children, right? Like, like the podcast is a, a lot about working on our internal selves. And I'm sure we'll get to that as in, in parenting coaching as we get down the road here. But, but up front, like the fact that you found um, your, the way you want to live your life through like engaging with this school and then going on a journey where yeah. you landed in a school that is able to not only um, help the broader like population because most Waldorf schools are, you know, private schools, which means, you know, you, this income based in a different way. Um, right. But then the give like kids that like, I, wouldn't even yeah. have the opportunity, right? Like, right. We wouldn't even give them the opportunity in a normal school to to get an opportunity to paint, to draw. Like my my daughter, she loves drawing, right? Like she's yeah. she'll wake up in the morning and like she'll come in and she'll be like, I want to lay next to mommy. Mommy's like getting ready for work. All I have to do is pull out a pen and a piece of paper. And she's just like, ah. and yeah. it's like the beauty of that interplay when we find that as a parent with our children. But the fact that we have schools now that are moving in that direction is just like mind blowing to me. Right. Yeah. It's just like, oh. so the subject of, you know, all of this is of great interest to me and we can yep. go any direction. We can go any direction. And I, I would, I would say, Hey, I can lead the conversation, but I would love for you to just, Take us where you want to go. Like, let us know what what you see, how you see things, both as a parent, as a teacher. Give us the give us the goods. Yeah, I think uh, when you mentioned inner work, that is the work of me as a Waldorf teacher, and that's what our Waldorf teachers are. We are doing inner work all the time, you know, because when you are with fourteen children in a day, like. If that's your class size, I mean, that's my class size, right? Varies. But you have to come in a, in a place of calm and peace. And the only way to get there is to be working on yourself constantly, right? And so I would say um, for a long time, meditation was a big part of that for me. I have kind of drifted away. I actually have a 15-month-old. She she is a little thing, right? She still very much needs mama. <laughs> and um, I know it's a big gap, Danny. Um, That's a big it's gap. It's <laughs> been amazing, though. My big kids are like helpers. They have, it's really been See, when the other two were born, like they're 18 months apart, my my bigger uh, kid. So yeah. I was like in trenches of like toddlerhood. They were toddlers together. And, you know, and I think it's really important to know too, there is no perfect parent. Children need us to be authentic. And what I mean by that is if we do something wrong, we say we're sorry. We tell them, we apologize, or we are vulnerable in front of them. They need to see that. They need to see us, if we're sad, that we we can be happy again, right? They need to see all of that bits of us. Um, I think a lot of 
like my parents' generation really hid a lot of emotion. And so now we're trying to like unpack that a little bit, right? As, as for me anyways, like that is a big thing now. I'm like, if I get sad and my children see that, but they see that I can recover from that, right? And so that is some an example of being real and vulnerable with our children. And, you know, like I said, I'm not a perfect parent. There are days where I am at the end of my rope, right? And, but if I can say, I'm sorry, because I, I raised my voice or, you know, whatever it might be, um, they see that they really do. And I want to say a very good example, just a recent situation. Um, my son and my, and my husband, they, they got into it, like, you know, he's 11. So he's like a preteen and it's a whole new parenting situation. Um, and he's really, uh, he's talking back a lot, which is, is very much part of that age. Like that is a very 11 year old thing to do. And I have to remind that to like James and like, you know, it's just part of it. But he, I, I was like, you know what, let's go swim. I, I broke, I was like, we're going to go and we're going to go swim. And he, he swam and he came back. He all on his own goes up to James, his dad. And he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, for what I did. And that came from himself. That wasn't a forced apology. That was him saying, I'm sorry. And I didn't, I didn't say a word to him at the pool. I just let him swim. He came back, you know, and that's the idea of giving space, right? Giving space for things. And I think that's my word for this year is like spaciousness, like giving yourself space, giving your children space to have their emotions. A lot of times I'll see parents and I'm never like judging people, but they'll say, don't cry but why not? Why can't your child cry? They're sad, you know, give them that space to feel sad and then let them get over it, you know, but don't say, don't cry. <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> I would say you're in that moment, say, I know you're, I know you're sad right now, or I can see you're sad. How can I help? Or, you know, whatever. I think, um, the reason I have parenting with wonder is because I like the idea of, and Demi kind of talked about this a little bit, but being curious instead of reacting right away, like being curious about situations um, and behaviors that happen. Behavior is a communication. And so when your child, especially when they're very little and they're screaming at you, I loved your story about your son and his and uh I think he had the accident and I just loved the I don't know it was just so real you know these are real moments and and I have to say like it happens in the preschool right and I've learned that you can't shame a child for feel like having this thing that you know um was just it occurred. Maybe they were playing and they totally forgot that they needed to go. Right. And they just are not in that, uh, mindset. And so, um, 
And often if that happens in my classroom or even at home, if it were to happen, which it doesn't happen anymore, but that was a while ago. And, but I would say, I think you, I think we need to go to the bathroom and quietly though, you know, just, just guiding the child and, and helping them instead of, I can't believe you had an, you know, just like bringing all the attention to this child and their moment of probably embarrassment. Right. So, uh, well, um, yeah, I'm glad I got you on the phone today. Cause we should have a conversation about this. Yeah. All right. So I remember what you're talking about. It's like one day it's like, I was super upset that he peed in the floor because of whatever I learned that day. The next day when something similar happened, I was able to kind of be with him. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yesterday, um, <laughs> me and the wife were like, it's nap time. Y'all go lay in the bed and we lay in the bed. And we're like, we fall asleep because yeah. we're tired. Um, so they sneak in. They're like, you know, as quiet as they can, like little mouses, right? They're like, eh. and I'm like, hey, what's up? They're like, is it time to wake up yet? And we're like, no, nah, man, we actually sleep. Go yeah. back in your room, chill. Like, you don't have to sleep, just chill. Right. We wake up. And I, as I wake up, I go, man, it's my life is so nice. Like, I only have to worry about small things like, you know, where to get eggs at. Like, this is where I have to worry about, right? Well, yeah. we walk in the, the next room and I start smelling poop. And I'm like, well, the bathroom's right there. That's okay. That's not a big deal. And then yeah. I open the door a little bit and I really smell it. And my son is smiling so big. And my daughter goes, Danny pooped. He pooped where? Behind the door. And I go, I, can't, I, I go, I can't. I can't. And my wife is walking towards, and I'm like, I can't right now. I got, I can't. So I walk out the house. Yeah. Like, and she handles the poop cleanup. Yeah. And like, I'm so proud of myself. That because, you just walked. Right. Yes. Like, I thought that was bad parenting a no. long time ago. But that, like, it was, so, and then like, I went back to him. It was like, I was like, I'm in a better mood now. Let me, let me try again. And I go, <laughs> Hey, Danny, why did you poop in the floor? And he goes, well, because, and I felt myself start getting upset. I said, you know what? Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> and I walked off again. And I yeah. said, Danny, you getting this thing, buddy. <laughs> because like, what yeah. I know is, is like you said, shaming him in that yeah. moment isn't going to be helpful. Because I remember my dad, I used to pee in the bed. And my dad yeah. used to like, I used to get whoopings for peeing in the yeah. bed. Like, I was like, how is you physically beating me before? Yeah. Like, how is that gonna like help me not like in the middle of the night? Right. Like, yeah. And so that's what I um, oftentimes struggled with as yeah. a, as an adult with my kids. So like, I love that you just said that um, it just, it or hits home that was for you to just walk away and not react like that's that is that's a big thing you know it's the reaction is such an easy thing you know it's so easy to just ah uh, but it's even harder to walk away 
And so what a great thing, Danny. I love that. That's the thing about this new, new style of parenting. I'm putting in quotes, right? Where how you said earlier, um, my parents, they were somber. There was no, they had no emotions. There was no problems, like, but there were problems, right? Um, but they just weren't talked about. And so right. then to come into parenting and to recognize that I cannot control, like I could control my kid the way they controlled me. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like the right way. I stumbled upon that book, Everyday Blessings. Um, the one that I, I gave to Demi and she's just, she shared that story from it that I was like crying, like when I was listening to the podcast, cause I was like, oh yeah, I remember reading that story um, about, you know, the boy whose dad didn't react, but went and fixed it. And then he ended up missing his dad at dinner time and at, in the evening, like that was the that was the lesson, right? He learned that like, gosh, my dad's out there doing that. And I feel bad. That was, that was enough of a lesson right there. So I thought, wow, that was powerful, right? Just like, it took so much, um, probably in that moment when he, that kid was small that for his dad to, to just go and fix that. Wow. Though that when I stumbled upon that book, kind of how the universe works, right? It's like this, Demi and I were talking about this the other day, like the universe holds you. And they're like, I've been on this path before my children were born and I didn't know it, you know? And so it's kind of like this, um, like it's always been the path. I just didn't know that that was the path. And so, and after having children, it was like, oh yeah, that's, this makes sense it's illuminated. And, and so being a parent, I was thinking today, like, it's a mindfulness practice every single day, in a lot of moments in the day. And what I mean by that is like, you're constantly, if you're, if you're aware of who, like, of your reactions, and, and if you are able to stay pause right and say so for example last night I got these new like mortar and pestles for my classroom and they're sitting on my kitchen counter and we had ground up some lavender in it and then I went later and there was someone had put honey in it it was my son <laughs> <laughs> and there was like all this goopy honey mixed with the lavender and I was I was like at first I was like so mad like who did this it's all sticky and crazy and gross and and I go upstairs and I remember I'm like oh wait he was being so curious right he was experimenting and if I yell at him about it that's not the right way but if I tell give him a moment to tell me about it what were you trying to do were you trying to make lavender honey like I don't know what you're you know or were you just experimenting putting honey in there like I guess the the idea is I didn't need to get mad about it because guess what I could wash it out and it was clean again so like there's these moments in the day where we get mad and frustrated but for what what's the reason it can get cleaned your child was being curious and you know things can get messy but 
as long as you um, can have that spaciousness, like I was saying, that pause and ask yourself, okay, what was my child trying to do? And maybe go ask them, say, what were you doing? And, and maybe they'll tell you, maybe they'll run away and hide. I don't know. So many like little gems in what right. you've been saying, right? It's like not necessarily how to do these things, but the space that you're coming from when you're engaging and then to notice as a parent, like I, like for me, it was walk away in that moment, right? For you, it was like, yo, I need to find out what happened. And on the way, it's like curiosity. I, I'm a believer of inner work. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know though. I also believe that when children come to us, they are who they are. And, yes. and so it's not our job as parents to make children a certain way. They are who they are already. And so to me, a child is like, think about a garden, right? And you plant a seed and that seed grows and it could be a yellow flower it could be a red flower it could be you know let's say you planted wildflowers and you have no idea so that's what and you're the gardener and so you're just watering and you're you're watering and setting an example and that's the best you can do you know i i that's to me you the example of seeing like apologies of seeing vulnerability of seeing um, empathy that's what they need yeah i think so but they are who they are they're gonna be you know i was talking with demi like her children they're little leaders and that's who they are and they might be it might appear that that's a bossy trait but that's who that child is you know, and, and I can attest to that seeing like how the children were drawn to this child and wanting to follow him around. And so, you know, it's, to me, they are who they are. And, and this is also as an educator, I say I'm an educator because a teacher is teaching at, right. They're like throwing the information on the child, but an educator is drawing out from the child so if you think of like a child is who they are and so and i i'm a firm believer because i've always been who i am and it's very different from anyone else in my family <laughs> you know I'm, I'm just who i am and i always have been this person so oh my gosh okay <laughs> so uh, melinda from uh parenting with wonder if you want to check her out at gmail.com, you can. I will do my best to make sure she gets back in here soon so that we could talk more because this has just been like a blessing to me as a oh. as a dad. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so yeah. much for like just being you. Yes. Thank you. And I can say one more thing, Danny, real quick. Um, just gratitude. I think if we show her, our children gratitude and um just i mean even for doing the dishes like i have a meal we just had a meal together how what a blessing right and so if we turn these things into that and the children see that 
it it's it has a huge impact. So I love it. I love <laughs> it. This has been great. Thank you.